gentlemen, shall we? Nathan's doing our intro, right? Oh, right. I put a dumb thing in the group chat. No. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, After yeah. somebody already promised me the intro, but that's okay. I'll do oh, another one. I will, I, you are promised nothing. I will gladly defer to you. <laughs> no. If you would like uh, yours to is, say that ridiculous intro. Yours is better. I don't I love your intro. No, I, I almost... Go. I, I was about to text the group that you Go should do it. Go off queen. <laughs> Go off queen. It's way better. Okay. Well... <clears throat> How many Lincolns would Lincoln Park park if Lincoln Park could park Lincolns? This week we talk about Lincoln Park. Drop the intro music. Okay, again, just to just to welcome back to part two of the episode. I don't know. I'm just yeah. This is, this is where you can edit, TK. Um, bar two thousand two hundred sixty five point four. Yep. Bars. What, what tempo though? Uh, bars. Oh, oh, that's at one twenty. Okay. Four four um, in C major. Okay. Okay. C major. All right. I I felt like we were a little flat. Yeah. Okay. It's getting less funny the more we talk about it. <laughs> I I disagree. I think it's getting better. I think if we keep talking about it, it'll come back around mm. yeah, and be funny again. A hat on a hat on a hat. In- endurance humor. We were a little flat. <laughs> That's right. really what I would call this podcast genre. Endurance, endurance humor. humor. Yeah. It's, it's, it's humor that you really have to work for. TK, did you bring your podcast capo? Since we're I, I did. <laughs> my, my throat capo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All okay. of us just had the same mental image. <laughs> Okay, once again, I really like the next four albums, so I just had to order them, um, but I, I do like all four of them. So in stark contrast to three of you so far, um, my number four Linkin Park album, which I am a big fan of, is A Thousand Sons. Um, I said that it's really creative and fun, which is the opposite of what TK said. Uh, yeah, boring and bad. That is what you said. You said boring and bad. Um, I, I think they do a lot of really like like interesting things with panning in this album, which is kind of funny if you listen if you listen to it with headphones, um, and that's really cool. Um, they explore kind of different genres even more. So like minutes to midnight kind of started to branch out from what they were doing with their first two albums, and then this is like a much harder pivot. Um, I think, you know, Jonathan mentioned that Minutes to Midnight is like a downer, um, and a pretty sad album. I think this one still is pretty sad, but it takes a different tone, um, than their previous albums. Cause honestly, all three of their first albums are pretty sad, um, lyrically, but this one, this one kind of like continues that, but it, it shifts. It, there's a shift in tone that is um, noticeable, I think. Um, but I really like it. I like kind of the like. I like how much they explore different sounds in this album. Um, I don't mind the intro tracks. I think it's fine. Um, I I mean I don't have strong opinions about the intro tracks. Um, but yeah, I mean the songs on this album I really like. So. Um, 
and I like kind of the more like where their first few albums, their first two especially, like it's very much like rock and rap. This one has almost more of like a hip hop vibe to it, especially with a lot of the beats that they use. Um, and I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Um, <laughs> okay. My number five is the hunting party. We're on number four. No, we're not. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> My number four is the hunting party. I've already done number five. Hunting party. I think what I liked about this album, and, and for context, I knew nothing about kind of the hype behind these albums, like, you know, whether it was supposed to be a return to form or whatever. For me, it was just like, you know, I've had a couple electronic albums come at me, and then it it's like, oh, we're back to being heavy again, and I kind of like that. And so that that was like, that's as dumb and like Cro-Magnon as my opinion is on this, where it was just like it starting to sound like something that I like a little bit more. Um, Papa Roach. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I actually have never heard Papa Roach. So yes, who knows? Yes, you have mm-hmm. really. I, let's not listen to it right now. How about <laughs> let's, let's not sing this song. We were thinking your guys of. opinion. Jonathan and I just locked eyes and we're like, <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> I hate. That's three days. Three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just after it came after um, the back to back of a thousand suns and living things. So it was like, okay, maybe we've moved on from the electronic thing. It was, it was weird to then go straight into one more light. I don't know. Just like the, the roller coaster of what they were. Um, mm-hmm. Because ha- like I'd never heard any of their music before after the first three albums. And so I was kind of expecting them to sound similar throughout their whole discography. And it was not that. So anyways, I think I was just, I was pleasantly surprised by that album. Um, to be honest, I don't think any of the albums I've mentioned so far, I would go back and listen to, but this one's on the cusp where I'd like, I'd, I'd go, cause I remember that one came on and I was just at the opening track. is just like, it's coming like, it's just like a sledgehammer. And I was just like, oh, okay. All right. I like that. That was better. So anyways, I don't have strong opinions on most of these um, yet, but um, yeah. Hunting Party, number four. Not not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Hunting Party is also number four for me. Um, the intro to Thousand Sons and Hunting Party could not be more different. Um, That's true. Yeah. It's... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us Thank more how you feel. God. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I may... Of course. Call back to... You may. (laughs) um, I believe it was our March sadness where we gave TK so much crap about the outro to that Tiger's Draw song that he loves so much. Outro too long. Mm -hmm. He complained so much about this Linkin Park intro when the outro to that Tiger's Draw song was literally the same two measures over and over again for two and a half minutes. And he called it creative. I didn't fun. say it was. Cr- oh! <laughs> I quit. <laughs> uh, it's emotional and passionate, so moody and repetitive. And repetitive. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if this had, if those two tracks were the outro to a thousand suns, would it be better? <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably, like, probably because you don't want to like you don't want to front end. Front load the album with the most boring parts. Stick that on the back, baby. Put it on the back. Lean into it afterwards. Take a nap. Rest. 
do some stretches at the end of the album to those slow songs. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> the Hunting Party is number four. <laughs> um, love Keys to the Kingdom. That so instrumental like solo section in that is one of, if not my most favorite instrumental sections of any song they have ever done. It's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I repeat that. that section sometimes just for fun. Um, I also like All for Nothing. I kind of agree... I don't know. Who, I remember who said it, but I'm not exactly. Sh- I don't really like uh, Paige Hamilton's uh, vocals. I said it. You said that, yeah, because he sounds okay. like Papa Roach. Right, right. That's right. Um, I don't really like Guilty all the same. Me either. Um, it's I, bad. I love War. I like Until It's Gone. Wastelands is all right. I really like Rebellion. It features System of a Downs and Darren Malakian. I'm mispronouncing that name probably. It sounds sort of like a System of a Down song because of him i think but i don't care it's cool um draw bar kind of fell a little flat for me because it says it's featuring tom morello mm-hmm. right who's known oh, for his right. like yeah Bridges crazy machine. weird cool yeah. guitar sounds yeah. and everything yeah. and the first few times i listened to it i was like where's tom morello <laughs> I, did too. I thought that was a typo yeah, same. I remember. I was like, "Oh, maybe that one will be good." Mm-hmm. Is this a different Tom Morello? <laughs> I know. And the last time I listened to it, I was in the car and I was I really focused. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna hear what Tom Morello is doing in the song," and I kind of did. Is it really but, featuring Tom Morello? If you have to like find him, I know, right? <laughs> Nate, that is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful point. We're gonna showcase the note that Tom played. <laughs> <laughs> he probably played it with like a drill or something over his pickup. Yeah. Um, maybe he did some really cool stuff and it just didn't shine through. Yeah. Honestly, I would have loved to see him recording it just to kind of see what he did. But overall, I just really like the vibe of this album. It's super heavy. It's not really what Linkin Park had ever did a ton because they, they did, but they had rap and hip hop. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't making that face okay. to your statement. I was making that face to your sentence structure. <laughs> Oh yeah, my sentence structure was <laughs> super strange. Um, homeschooled. <laughs> um, but yeah, it had it wasn't something they had done very much of mm-hmm. until this point, or at least in the way that they did it. I will say that this album made me realize that I think the band members get overshadowed by Chester and Mike, obviously, mm-hmm. but they deserve so much credit because they like are awesome. They're mm-hmm. really talented, and mm-hmm. and I don't even know their names, you know. But I don't know. They they do a lot of good stuff. So yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. True. <clears throat> okay, my what are we on? Four, four, a four apparently. <laughs> my four. Are you is... using a spreadsheet? I did use wow. a spreadsheet to write my happies and crappies. So uh. minutes to midnight. Is my number four. Ooh. My happy is I love these songs. I really, really like these songs. It has a ton of range. Um, and it makes me think of the Transformers movie, which stars my crush. Not Shia LaBeouf. Megan Fox. Then. Speaking of Machine he's Gun He's going to go fight Machine Gun Kelly next <laughs> week. <laughs> no T- wonder he's not a fan. <laughs> TK, I don't mean to be looking over your shoulder at your phone in your notes, but I think you're on number three right now. I'm making a... I'm making a mulligan. Moves. Oh, okay. I'm making moves, baby. Never mind. So I still think that there are bits where it's just a little too slow. Um, it's just a little too like 
but uh, I actually have like this is the only the, well, this is one of two Linkin Park albums that I have a memory associated with it. But my friend and I worked uh, doing landscaping for one of his family friends. Like one summer, we were in like eighth grade, and it no it would have been. Uh, freshman end of freshman year something like that but anyways we would listen to this album on the way to the work site and it it was just like this really cool like kind of college kid would give us like a ride in his truck and i remember thinking like back then like oh i hate lincoln park like they're stupid and then listening to this album being like oh actually that was really good (laughs) because i was like i i I was like into under oath back then and that's like what was kind of more popular like Mm -hmm. 2007 2006 and and I remember listening to it and like bleed it out is like still a song that really sticks with me and I like know the words and I like I, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it from then till right now, and I, and I remembered like that whole song so I I think it's a very memorable album and the song that like was attached to Transformers is like a very good song, and so yeah I think it's I I I think it's a good it's one that I would revisit for sure. All right. <clears throat> my we're on number four, right? Mm-hmm. All right, my number four is the hunting party. Let's go. So the Nathans are still in sync. <laughs> I, I really liked it. Um, it's definitely heavier. Um, it, yeah, it. I, I liked the the energy going into it. I did like Guilty all the same, but um, yeah, it was just a fun heavier album. Um, yeah, it's cool to see like more like the driving instrumental stuff. Um, yeah, I'd listen to it again. Yeah, yeah. I, one thing I have noticed is that even if you hate the band, I think the average person would be hard pressed to find a Linkin Park song to, to be like, there's not a single one that I like. Yeah. Right. Like, the, I, I think that know. that's what makes them like the ideal normie prestige band. Hmm. Like, that's why they are like the poster child for normie prestige. Hold on. Like, what, is, ha- what do you mean by normie prestige? Um, it's like normie people. would and i don't mean that as a derogatory term but like you know like you have your like very like specialized like punk people and like very special like judge your connor's like metal um but like normie normie meaning like somebody that would say i listen to lincoln park to show like i can i can be a little edgy sometimes i listen to lincoln park you know sure yeah like or it's like walking dead is like the most edgy thing that they like tv program that they would you know sure Okay. So, yeah, I agree. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, that comment reminded me of one of my favorite quotes from The Office when Robert California is talking about the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, and he's yeah. like, it's rap for people who don't like rap. It's rock for people who don't like rock. And it's pop for people who don't like pop. <laughs> and then Ryan just points at him and he's like, yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, Anyways, Nate. Nate just oh. went... I yeah. just went. Oh, I thought you had more to add. Oh, no. I just wanted to be considerate. Oh, thank you. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. <laughs> this is our most wholesome episode. So far, we're like yeah. saying thank you to each other. And yeah, stuff. No. like we need to get into a fight. Yeah, shut up. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start now. Uh, <laughs> I'll begin the fight. It's like that Monty Python sketch. I'd like to have an argument. <laughs> Dude, have, you, have you guys seen whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Yes. yeah. There's that the scenes from a hat, and he pulls one out that says like phrases you can say that can start a fight, and a guy walks up and goes, 
You boys want to fight? It's <laughs> 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 so good. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, we're in the top three, boys. Oh. Um, my number three Linkin Park album is called Hybrid Theory. Um, it is their first album, and man, what a first album! Mm-hmm. It is so good. Um, I think it truly lives up to its name by blending metal, rap, rock, and even the forbidden record scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, like, the reason that this one's number three for me and not in like the top two is because I. Um, even though it's some of their most passionate lyrics and like TK mentioned, like it, it just, they, they really just get to the point, um, with these songs, like the lyrics just feel kind of immature, not from a writing perspective, but just from like what they actually mean. Like this whole album to me just sounds like he's in an argument with someone and like not handling it very well. Um, which could be very much exactly what the intention is. Um, but that being said, every I, like I always feel that way about these songs, and then every time I go back and listen to it, I'm like, man, I love these songs. So, um, yeah, I think I'll leave it at that for now. Cool. I just had a crisis of faith because I looked at my list, and my number three and two are swapped from what I thought that they were. So now I'm not sure what to go with. Whoa! So we'll see if the do, wheels. Do come you want me to now. tell you? <laughs> Please help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the second crisis of faith on this episode. That's true. Uh, my number three is Hybrid Theory as well. Um, I like this album a lot, but um, and and I agree. It's like a a really solid debut. I mean, we we talked we've talked about like super solid sophomore albums, specifically Paramore was one that I always think of where I'm like, what an amazing sophomore album. But to like come out of the gates with something like that, that just puts you on the map so much too. Um, and that's Mike was talking about that in his interview. It was just like, um, they just didn't know what to do at a certain point. Like, cause they recorded it all in like their bedroom and just were like, we're, we just want to make music. And it was like his second Mike's second project he worked on, you know? And then to just like, be completely blown away by the reception to it, you know, because it was the album. I mean, I saw it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's what triple platinum <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, that was very interesting to wait a second. Yeah. Do Mike Shinoda and Chester Bennington have the same origin story as Billie Eilish and her brother? <laughs> kind of. And then, what? well, they, but they signed to, you know, they, um, who they signed to, um, um, Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and then then Mike made his own Machine Shop Records, I think. But they were under both for the rest of the band. They were yep. so, anyways. They technically did sign, I think, before yep. before Hybrid Theory came out. Um, and I would imagine back then too, with physical distribution, it would have been really hard to release an album at that scale without someone like a label behind yeah, you because like mm-hmm. how are you going to make that many physical things because they just had no idea so yeah. i don't know um i thought it was a good album i um i yeah obviously because it's here on the list I don't like it as much as the others but like 
I really respect it for what it is. And also, like I was talking about the Godfather thing where I'm like, man, this was like this this kind of style became very popular, but they kind of invented it in a sense. And 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 Mike was talking about some of his influences of like the roots and Deftones and like all these bands that like he really likes that you wouldn't necessarily expect that just sort of made their way into their music and they were just like, I don't know, we just took stuff we liked and made something interesting. So yeah. um I don't know. I, I think it's a good album. Um definitely one that I will probably go back and listen to more because I've for the years I've just been like, Yeah, I don't think I'm that big of a Linkin Park fan, so I've never really listened to their stuff and now I'm like, Okay, this is pretty good. So yeah. yeah. Anyways. Compare their start to skillets. <laughs> Compare everything about that to skillet. <laughs> And you'll find not a lot. Yep. No. Nathan, I think our top three might be the same. It could be. I, I Yeah, I'd imagine. My third is also hybrid theory. Mm. Whoa. I think, have we had three in a row Yep. for that? <clears throat> yeah. Um, again, intro, introduction for me to Linkin Park. I love this album. My top three are pretty close, to be honest. My top two are even closer. Um, but... I mean, there's not a whole lot I can say about this. I um, will say that it is number three because the latter part of the album just kind of falls a little flat for me uh, sometimes. Um, or at least after A Place for My Head. So maybe the last third, starting with Forgotten. Um, maybe it's the last quarter. Trying to count the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> whatever. The last few songs, eh, After for me in a way. Um, but man, like the first half, all the way through, a place for my head is just incredible. It's so fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like I, I had a lot of fun listening to it. I listened to this album a lot, hmm. um, but I had listened to it for a while and just fell in love with it again. And it's just a, a really, really solid album from a band that nobody had heard of before that just kind of dropped this, like when you're saying in your bedroom. That's like, that's, that's crazy. Cra- it's crazy to think about that that yeah. can happen. Like you could think about it from the 10,000 foot view of like, yeah, okay, that happened. But if you actually like think about it from maybe from their perspective, like it's nuts. Because even with Billy, <laughs> even with Billy, she What's had a ramp up there, Jonathan. <laughs> it's 2901. <laughs> that's when the tower fell over. I had three LaCroix towers. Because um, even Billie Eilish had some ramp up with like EPs and stuff and mm-hmm. singles that yep. were coming out. And, yeah, like Ocean Eyes, for example. Yep. And the huge advantage that the digital space gives you. So to like record something mm-hmm. in your bedroom and then release it physically and have it do that well is insane. So, yeah. 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 100%. That's a good point. Also, she just won a Grammy. She did. Or, or uh, right. um, a, an Oscar. Oh right for, for the song for James yeah. the James mm-hmm. Bond theme which was a great song yeah it was a good song yeah hold on we're building our Lacroix Tower I think Nathan has one to add we have oh, one no. two three four oh, five six it. seven it's we have seven Jenga. uh beach <laughs> plum Lacroix on top of each other I mean Nathan's reverse Jenga is just building a tower reverse Jenga is what you do before you play Jenga. <laughs> 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 Reverse right. sleeping Tanner has a ninth. Oh gosh! Oh, does this dear. part get I'm edited just, out? I'm, I can't I'm imagine it. No, I like it. Oh, Timestamp. We never edit. We don't anything. edit things out. <laughs> this is a really visual <laughs> audio podcast. We only edit things out when we accidentally say something really offensive. 
like how how I feel no, about no, no. Rebecca St. James. <laughs> Don't even <laughs> Rebecca St. James. Like, I'm just having flashbacks to like when Kevin is put it trying to put yeah. the last like that's what I was thinking. card on top and it's all gonna come crashing down. Don't screw this up. It's already kind of leaning. You can straighten it. You can yeah, you said. can do that. We'll allow it. See, the thing is, they're made wow. to do this. That, that yeah. works. Maybe not that high, but hey. Okay. Yeah. For the audio listeners, <laughs> <laughs> we just stacked nine cans, and I hope you're impressed. Should we? T- can we um, take a picture of ourselves standing next to the nine? Sure. Maybe later. In the middle of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> right. Everybody up. Oh, man. Whoa, no, dude. <laughs> 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 Schrodinger's tower. <laughs> My dog is very concerned. Oh man! Why'd you use that crumpled one as the base? Uh, is there a crumpled one? So, other than my heart. So there's a thing we do called a podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should maybe. So TK's number three Lincoln Park album. I'll just I'll just take it over from here. Um, just kidding. Also, TK, I'm not going to look over your shoulder anymore. You you do whatever you would like to do. Aw, thanks. You're welcome. Love you. Where are the other ones? I don't know where the rest of them went. I don't know. Oh, wait. This is all of them. You have to do the last one. All right, welcome back from that <laughs> that little gap there. Um, what we definitely, hopefully, cut out was silently was stacking none of, of that. <laughs> that was important. <laughs> it was a team building exercise. There's only a few letters difference between important and in poor taste. So. I think one of my favorite. Okay, thinking back to maybe we should. Um, do an episode at the end of the year that's like favorite things that we cut out of episodes. <laughs> so like, um, I think one of my favorite cuts was, um, well, I won't say what it was that was cut out, but I just remember <laughs> after this whole tangent, Nathan just goes, welcome back from that jarring cut. <laughs> it was just the perfect edit. It was so good. One of those still had a little liquid in it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Let's finish. All right, let's, let's let's do this podcast. My, where are we? You're number three. You're number. <laughs> We've been my, trying to drag it after you. You can see how I act when there's bands I don't really listen to. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. My number three is Hybrid Theory. Wow. It is exactly what it should be. No more. No less. Wait, you don't have a happy and a crappy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My happy is really enjoyed the album, overall great debut, and execution of the genre. My crappy is I honestly can't think of anything. Wow. Whoa. 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 Oh, it's like a tower, but it's uh, but it's not going to fall. Vertical. It's or called horizontal. It's called wall. It's... <laughs> Just like how... Wait, wait. Are reverse- walls actually horizontal towers? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Whoa! 
I think we're on to something, boys. <laughs> yeah, just like how Jeng- reverse Jenga is just jank- what you do before Jenga. A wall is just a horizontal tower. I don't think we could have more pothead energy from like five sober guys we we have not consumed any substances at all other than lacroix lots of lacroix i'm chasing the high of stacking up nine lacroix so nate (laughs) thanks for bearing with us this is fun (laughs) oh man so my top three are so close and my two and three are even closer and like those, I kept swapping those like in the like week leading up to this, and even like in this episode, I keep swapping them back and forth. But I think I'm also going with Hybrid Theory as three. Whoa, it was, that's unanimous. It was so close to not being it, but yeah, just yeah, the for a first album that like it, it's kind of one of those things like this is like when this really was released before like there was much Linkin Park, and so it's like now we like compare things back to it but this was like the album that was kind of like what we're we've been like comparing everything to mm-hmm. um and even just like other bands that are how, how similar they are um but yeah really enjoyed it kind of the same thing towards the, towards the end i kind of got a little tired of it it seemed like it was seeming it, it wasn't like boring but it was seeming kind of the same um but yeah overall really really love it um lots of great tracks on there the end mm-hmm. it is a great album and it gets to the point, you know? It's only 38 right minutes long. Right to the long. point. <clears throat> All right, guys. My, where, hold on, I lost my notes. There they are. My number two Linkin Park album, I will tell you, right after Jonathan's next love tip. <laughs> I haven't prepared. Oh, oh wait. Hold on. I found, I found a track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think how I how I word this, because um, I I gotta have it from the right perspective, and it's not gonna be not be offensive. <laughs> per usual, it's always right. it's always on the block. It's never been one of my priorities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't think this is gonna work from the guy's perspective. <laughs> oh no. We'll say it from the ladies. Say it from the ladies. You can, you can give tips to the ladies. No. It's hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I, 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 I. There's a different track. Okay. Okay. Different track. Same album. Girl, you're the cure for my itch. What? <laughs> the amount of buildup for that, I know, <laughs> kind of makes it good. I know. <laughs> I was trying to think of one for a place for my head. But I couldn't like because of the word "my" was in there. Like I couldn't. Uh, oh gosh, that's not because what I was the word "my" you, was in there. You, you what? Can't, you can't say that's not what. It's a love tip. Honestly, that's not what I was thinking of. But that's hilarious. That's so funny. Not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of sleeping because I was thinking of going home and sleeping. However. You're totally right. And I, I like sleeping. Right. We'll, we'll just call it sleeping. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan's mind is too pure. <laughs> I mean, 
Holmes. Uh, what a homeschooler. Oh. Oh, I'm just I got out of that box. I thought. And then you did a <clears throat> running start back into it. <laughs> okay. Um, my number two. My number two Linkin Park album is Minutes to Midnight. Um, Minutes to Midnight. Rosa. I'm petting. Oh, sorry. I'm petting her. She's being disobedient. Oh, my apologies. Um, my number two Linkin Park album is Minutes to Midnight. I love this album. Um, it's a massive sonic shift from Meteora to go from Meteora to Minutes to Midnight. Um, and I think, you know, clearly, like, they they lean more into themes of like grief and depression and suicidal thoughts. And they do that through a lens of a more alternative, like pop rock sound, um, rather than like the new metal we got from their first two albums. Um, and in a way, this one feels a lot more, I would say this probably, this feels like their most mature album. Um, yeah, it's got those clear themes of like loss and death. And even in its title kind of like alluding to the ticking clock, um and uh yeah through all of that like i think the album is so good and like it's got all these really great songs and i don't think that there's a single song that i would remove from it um yeah um jonathan called out no more sorrow earlier i played that song with a friend in my high school guitar class so that was cool um and yeah, I think it's interesting that like such a great album that I think, you know, like I said, it's the, the most mature album that they made lyrically and like the just the this the shift in the sound from Meteora to this is drastic, but not bad. Um, but because of that, this was kind of like the start to a very polarizing time in like Linkin Park's fandom. Um, I think that they really like the first time they really shift out of the genre that those first two albums were, they show that they are super talented and like, even mm. like regardless of what genre they decide to make, they make it really well. Um, but even still like not all the fans were receptive to that. And this album was, yeah, unfortunately the start to like, a Oh, you know, the gatekeepers of Linkin Park who were like, oh, real Linkin Park fans like these albums, you know? Um, well, I remember this album picking up traction with the Hot Topic crowd. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah, that that was kind of the thing that in my head was weird because yeah. I never associated Linkin Park with like Hot Topic aesthetic. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because... Um, like, you know, a lot of the themes in, like, like Jonathan mentioned, like, the album's really dark lyrically. Like, it's all about, like, grief and death and suicide and, like, all these really heavy topics. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that point. Um, hot topic, though. Hot topic. Yeah. Something. They like that stuff. They do like that stuff. I lost it, guys. I don't remember where I was going. Thank you. <laughs> yep cool <laughs> uh my number two is the same um minutes to midnight uh I, what i like this album what struck me about it is i think this is the first album they swear on if i'm not mistaken it is 
I don't know mm. why they didn't on the first two and then just like this album, they really came out swinging with that. I'm not sure. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, didn't look it up, but I I don't know. They So they did say essentially flat out that like their first two albums were targeted at a younger audience. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Um, but that, I mean... This sonically and lyrically, I think it was it. This is like more mature than their first two. You know, just like the way that it, the first track. You know, the way it presents itself. It's like okay, this we took the training wheels off. You know, in a set, in a sense. Not that I think that the first two albums are Linkin Park with training wheels on or anything, but like it's different, and they they were shifting tonally, um, and I don't know. Like I personally don't love like very prominent language in music. I mean, that's what kind of has pushed me away from the wonder years a little bit um, Mm -hmm. more so than some other bands. So there's that dichotomy there, but I think overall instrumentally uh, this is a solid album. Um, I I mean, there's occasionally a cornball Mike Shinoda rap lyric in there every once in a while, but I think all of their albums have that for the most part. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I there, this one I think had the most tracks that I recognized um, mm. out of all of their albums. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I think. Um, and yeah, um, like what I've done, you know, like I said, I use that in like a high school project. I Heritage Christian School. I snuck that song in there, and uh, nobody knew what it was, so you know, <laughs> got away with it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a solid album, um, and um, yeah. Some of the best production I think they had yeah. too, I would say. Michael Bay used it in a high school project too. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between the two of us is that I knew when to give up filmmaking. <laughs> uh, I remember what I was going to say because okay. I wanted to see TK's reaction to it. Um, given the themes of the album, if the lyrics were not so straightforward, it could almost be emo. Almost. Mm. Emo. Emo is not a lyrical, a solely lyrical. I know that thing. So I know, that. and I fully expected you to disagree with. So that you're thing. wrong and stupid and dumb and. and <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> but, and and the outro's too long. Like I respect you for saying that, like for bearing your heart, but <laughs> it's flat out wrong. You see, <laughs> that's TK saying takes a lot of bravery to be that stupid (laughs) (laughs) good on you kid (laughs) i don't know i see where tanner is coming from but also tk a little bit no i know i i don't i don't i know it's not emo it it, yes but the lyrics are pushing it not the instrumentation behind it you're saying i can see like if you were eating peanut butter and you, you like really thought about it, how it could technically be marinara sauce. Like, I'm just saying. Salty TK is my favorite <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think both peanut butter and marinara sauce are good. Together. <laughs> oh. I think that this album they fit in more with um, bands that were often called emo that aren't emo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That is the truest thing you've said. I'm well, thinking about like a, a 
a peanut butter and marinara sandwich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good old PB and M. One time I ate a burger with peanut butter on it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Was it that at the U Burger? No. Oh, because I think was they have one. Ted's? No. Did you make it at home? No. <laughs> did, did you it bring was... peanut butter to McDonald's? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. People like, hey, I, can I, you put this on the burger, please? <laughs> you hand it over the counter. <laughs> I can, you I give me a solid. I unscrewed the lid of the peanut butter. I stuck my hand in there and <laughs> said, can you put this on my burger? <laughs> Uh, no, it's in Tacoma. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Nice. In Tacoma or in a Tacoma? In Tacoma, Washington. It was in Tacoma, Washington, not in a Tacoma. I only know where Seattle is. Tacoma is south of Seattle. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> I feel like that's what a lot of people say. Mm. Mm. The aroma of Tacoma. My number two, Lincoln Park. <laughs> well, here we go. Meteora. What? Now, the first two are really close. Okay. That was actually the last album I was expecting. So, <laughs> TK and I are going to have a conversation. Don't, I don't have that strong of an opinion. <laughs> You've been what? saying that? <laughs> I have yet to buy it. Yeah, I don't believe it. Um. <laughs> He has very strong opinions. Just say any band is emo and he'll be like, <laughs> I love both. If, if you've been keeping track, you know what my first one is. I won't say it till then, but I love both those albums for different reasons. I think Meteora is a more mature hybrid theory. Mm-hmm. So I, I do love it for that. It's really fun. Um, pretty much every song on it. Is great, I, I love it. And even the songs I don't recognize by the title, I listen to them like, oh yeah, I like this song. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really great. Um, I don't really have anything to say besides that. It's it's killer, honestly. Just a better version of Hybrid Theory all the way through. Mm. Mm. My number two is Hunting Party. My happy. Is I love the guitar tones throughout this album. Um, I love the punk and the hardcore beats. Um, I I thought that the rap parts, th- though, were a little cringy at times. They they ultimately like were enough of their own thing to create like a cool kind of like like break in routine. Mm-hmm. And it was I I think if you took out all of the rap parts, it would I would like the album more but it wouldn't be as cool or creative. Mm. It's funny how Mike should notice rapping so much better with Fort Minor than Linkin Park, in my opinion. Mm. Have you guys listened to that <clears throat> The Rising Tide album by Fort Minor? Mm-hmm. I think his, his lyricism's better, his rapping's better. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I I don't think I'll ever be like, hmm, MCs, oh yeah, Mike Shinoda. Like, right. I'm never going to be like, that guy's a... But that did, guy's a rapper. He's super creative. Did a lot of their album art, mm-hmm. um, which I really respect. Mm-hmm. So. He went to one of the like top art schools. That's the thing he did. But my crappy for this album 
is that, like I just said, the transitions to rap parts were kind of jarring at times. Some of the lyrics and the imagery were a little bit cliche. It's like, let's write an album called The Hunting Party. Okay, we're going to have a song about war. We're going to have a song about the storming the gate. You know, it's just like, there's kind of like, it's like, a wow, I can see that coming. Um, and I feel like they s- stick in that cliche so much that it's hard for it to feel authentic, especially if it's like so metaphor based, but... Other than that, I, I like I love the guitar tones in this album. Yeah, they are so cherry, and I love them. And I like it was it was one of those albums where I put it on. I was like, Linkin Park did this, like mm-hmm. I because I I had nev- I had no intention of listening to this. I knew it existed. I remember when it came out, had no idea this was the case, mm-hmm. and I was like, dang, okay, cool. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. All right, I'm going to break with Nathan. And my number two was also Meteora, which I loved all the way through. Um, loved Somewhere I Belong, uh, Numb, Breaking the Habit, all great songs. I just like my number one a bit more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. album. One of their best. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Good cover, too. Mm-hmm. I like that great album cover. cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> the best cover of all of them? I, yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah, I like Thousand yep. Suns better. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> the butthole. Is that the butthole album? <laughs> the flaming butthole. Yeah, it looks like <clears throat> a blurry bird to me. I think it's supposed to be like some sort of. It's not a black hole, but it's something. It's, like, I think of like, an, like yeah. an eclipse. Yeah. 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 It's it's like a apparently it's a reference to some anime. Oh really? Mm-hmm. No. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's deep. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, fellas. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Uh, my number one album is their best album. <laughs> Factually. <laughs> Meteora. <laughs> um, like, there could not be a more perfect follow-up to Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They nailed it. They took what they did with their first album. They iterated on it. They tightened it up. Took mm-hmm. the next best step after that first album. No sophomore slump for Linkin Park. They just did. They were like, hey, we did this thing that we recorded in our bedroom and didn't sound at all like we recorded in our bedroom and it's awesome. And now we're, we have money. Um, and this is the better version of that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think it could, this album um, could easily be taken as lyrically very similar to Hybrid Theory in all the meetings um in like you know i mentioned hybrid theory feels like you're in an argument with someone um i like to think like I, so it was interesting because i was listening to this album for this episode and i kept thinking like i almost feel like chester's like talking to himself with this album and like i think um you know with it, this album being followed up by minutes to midnight which obviously takes a much darker shift in that direction like um, I think that this album kind of like lyrically feels like him talking to himself and like addressing the kind of the turmoil that's happening inside of his head, which he talked about a lot in like, um, not a lot, a lot, but he, he like, I saw this interview once with him where someone asked like, Oh, what's going on in your head when you're like writing these songs? And he was like, Oh no, I like, he's like, I try to stay out of my head. Like, that's not a good place to be. Um, which like I think that the this album and Minutes to Midnight kind of like start to show that and um 
yeah, it was interesting because I was listening to this album thinking about it through that lens and like it kind of like hit pretty hard listening to it now, like in light mm-hmm. of him having committed suicide a few years back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just a, a perfect, perfect follow-up to Hybrid Theory and like, you know, people talk about like, you know, what made Linkin Park, Linkin Park was ultimately those first two albums um, and like those two albums for the most part gained enough trust for fans to keep listening to albums that sounded different. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is really cool. And so, yeah, I think Meteora is the quintessential Lincoln Park album. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's my number one as well. And yeah, that was what struck me the most was I got done with hybrid theory and I thought this is good, but it feels dated um, because these aren't popular genres like this genre, the word crunk, which is what that album feels like the embodiment of the word crunk in a set for whatever reason that just kept in my head, hybrid theory, like that they kind of developed it more and then they like, they smoothed it out a little bit. They, yeah, they polished it up and then they just made a better version of hybrid theory. Um, and yeah, there's there was like um, a confidence to it that I really respected because I think it'd be easy to be almost shaken by your own success if you were just like, man, I how like the expectations are so colossally high for you at that point that you could just collapse underneath it. But to to do what they did, I think shows a lot of maturity um, from them. And then, you know, I found some of the lyrics, and I think, again, this is true for pretty much all their albums, to be a little cheesy. But then when you when you think about it, and it's like, maybe objectively lyrics can sound cheesy, but, but like you're saying about knowing kind of the headspace he was in, it's like understanding that they were sincere and the sentiment that they were getting after. You know, it's like not everyone's like, a wordsmith of the highest caliber and they're still saying something worth saying. And so it kind of that perspective, I think helped a lot with that too, of like, um, I still, I really appreciate the rawness of it without it being like overwritten or something. I don't know. There's, it just has this quality to it. That is a little more timeless in my mind than hybrid theory where like, uh, it didn't lean as hard into the genre they created. And so it feels a lot more palatable in that sense. But just like, I don't know, it just like exists in time and it feels like it'll exist forever. There's something permanent about it in my head where I'm like, man, this is like, this is very interesting and like definitely going to go back. I've already gone back and listened to it again since I did my initial listen through. That's the only one that I've done that with. So. I don't know. I love this album. I think it's really good. And it, I told, I think about you guys, as soon as I finished my listen through, tried to find it on vinyl and it's like 150 bucks for a used copy. And so, and, uh, and I told TK that at church and he's like, Oh yeah, well Tanner picked it up at record store day last year. <laughs> like, like, I hate this man, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll find it again. I'm sure they'll repress it at some point, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. anyways, great album. Love it. Number one. Here we go. <laughs> have you guys been keeping track no yeah who's who's been keeping track of this i've done a bad job of that my number one is a thousand sons oh I was gonna say party. so your number one is my number seven yeah dang mm-hmm. sorry and yeah I, it's, it's 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 okay it's, thank you 
Thank you. On this podcast, we're not afraid to say thank you. Yeah. Um, but we, I, I would love to chat with you about this once. I'm, I'm <laughs> I hey, let's go. Let's grab coffee sometime. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, it's honestly. totally okay. But see me in my yeah. office after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I think it'd be an interesting conversation once I get done with telling everyone why it's a great album. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, the whole first two track nonsense. They're short tracks. Who cares? And they're cool. I don't know. I like them. Well, <laughs> I know. Great argument. I don't know, guys. Um, anyway, it's different. Yes. Like, crazy different. It's a loose concept album. Yeah, which they hadn't done before this. Right. Um, sorry, I'm being distracted they're by the new LaCroix Tower. Stonehenge over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LaCroix Stonehenge. Um, Croyhenge. <laughs> but I just think, to be honest, that this is just a, a beautifully done album. A beautifully mixed album. It sounds great. I play this in a bunch of different systems because I work, I'm, work for an audio video company. We test a lot of systems. Uh, when no one's around, I play Wretches and Kings really loudly. It's because there is some swearing involved in that song but the low end on that song is great if a speaker can control the high end of that song that's really good because the symbols are are a bit piercing if it's uh if it's on a system that doesn't do that so well mm. but anyway i digress i just think it's a really beautiful album it it does kind of rise and fall at a different cadence than most albums would like tk mentioned and, and I mean, I agree, like Burning in the Skies, it just kind of, it drops right into that from the Radiance, and the Radiance builds, and it drops into Burning in the Skies. And um, I think that's just where our different musical tastes come in, mm. because I actually like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I no, think sure. I think it's cool. Mm. I think it's different. I don't think they were trying to be something or mm. be cool or, or anything like that. Um, I can't think of the right word, but I don't think they had an agenda. Mm, I guess yeah. when making this, like you thought they might have, um, which of course is is valid, I suppose, from looking at it. I just never thought about it that way. Um, I just think that it's a very maturely written. They um, they didn't go as far as they could have, which I think is a good thing. They showed some restraint mm-hmm. with the songs, and I think they gave the um, <clears throat> the parts a lot of space. Mm-hmm. And this album lost space to breathe. There's a lot of like kind of intro, outro parts. The songs kind of flow together. Um, and again, it, it is a bit of a loose concept. So it needs to be listened to front to back. There are only a few songs I think that you can pull out of here and be like, okay, this is a single. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is why the album struggled a lot because people weren't just willing to sit down and take it all in at yeah. once. I think when you do that, if if you're not tired of them by by that point, um, it's or or surprised by by what it is that it's just a, a really really great mature and well written listen. Yeah, and it's uh, the thing that I love about doing this is it after hearing that kind of write up about that album, it it then causes me to go and be like, oh, well, what do I really think about that? And, and I, you know, I've said so many times in this podcast, like my first impressions are, are, are normally completely incorrect when it comes to music. 
Well, I don't know that there's such a thing as a correct yeah. impression. It's so well, I mean, or uh, yeah. accurate. I think accurate to my true feelings. Okay. And so, like, the when I first heard Blink, I hated them. Mm. And now I lo- I'm a huge Blink fan. I think what's hard, too, is that, like, in a vacuum, how would I respond to this album? Right? Because right. a lot of my reaction to it was in the context of the previous three very familiar sounding mm-hmm. albums. And then you mm-hmm. get hit, I get hit with this, and I'm like, hang on a second. You know? So if you just presented it to me and I knew nothing about Linkin Park or when this came out mm-hmm. or anything, how would I feel? I don't know. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, it, it is kind of funny because like they're, and you know, for the listeners, like for this seeming like a, a complete unorganized crap show where we're like stacking the quirk hands, like a lot of work goes into this episode and like a, a lot, a lot of listening, you know, both for our guest and for us. And I think when you, when you have to like, shotgun you know all these albums by lincoln park like then it's easier for things to be like to be perceived negatively like the negatives are almost exaggerated yeah because there's you're just like okay i'll next album next you know right i have to find a reason for this to be worse than the others right yeah (laughs) or or even like i have to think of something worthwhile to say or like you know like some funny joke you know or and and yeah, I, I I love hearing other people's opinions because I um, uh, you know I, I know that my taste in music is terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was a good sales pitch though. I'm definitely gonna go back and re-listen to that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You made me want to listen to it again. I agree. I yeah, and that's why I kind of mentioned like these the next four albums. Like my top four are all really close because I really like lincoln park's first four albums mm-hmm. um and i i feel very sim i wouldn't put it above the other three um but i do feel mm-hmm. very similarly to like what jonathan described about a thousand sons mm-hmm. i really like it and i do think i like that you called out like you know there is just a difference and be, and we talked about this too like lincoln park is the what, what did you say it's like the perfect like normie prestige band mm-hmm. because they span so many different sounds and like i think that that is where you know, different musical tastes come in. Right. And so, um, cause I, I mm-hmm. like the whole, like building up into a lower song that they mm-hmm. do in the beginning of that. It makes me think of like a rocket ship, right? Like breaking the atmosphere and then being in space and then it's suddenly quiet. Right. And I'm sure if you would have talked to them, since it seems like they kind of have at least for the album cover, a bit of a space feel to it. They, they may have had a very similar idea mm-hmm. to how they wanted that particular mm-hmm. part to sound. I don't know. I would be yeah. interested to talk to them about, their thought process and why they did this because it is really different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's have them on the show. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I, I think that's great though, because like, yeah, it, uh, I love your comment about them showing restraint. And I do think like showing restraint, restraint in music is an art and, and it takes a lot of, it's, it's a skill to hone. I think hunting party is like the opposite of this where there's no restraint. <laughs> Um, and then, whereas this is all restraint. And I, I think typically too, because like I, I am very ADHD. Like I don't like restraint. I don't like it when things are like a, a little more mellower or like give you that kind of space mm-hmm. for you to decide like, what is this? It, that makes me uncomfortable. So I mm-hmm. like things like hunting party where it's like, no, no, we're going to punch you in the face with the sound. Um, and I think it's just easier for me to hear albums like that and to think, well, they're trying this big concept or, you know, and, and spacey and, you know, like to kind of give that a bad cover. So yeah, I'm going to go listen to it again. Would you say that's one of the main reasons you like chaotic rock so much or chaotic? Oh yeah, for sure. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. 
like the chariot or yeah, uh, undertaking. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's, it's crazy and it's weird. And then why I hate atmospheric stuff or like more high concept things or gent mm. where it's just like a silent planet, new devil wars, like where it's just like, it's so formulaic in, in a, not formulaic as like it's first card, you know, but it's just like, it's spatial. There's a lot going on. And it doesn't get to the point, in my opinion. Mm. And I, I like music that is just like, okay, cool. Like, this is a 30-second punk song. Great. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because I actually like a lot of that music that, like, I don't, I've just started listening to chaotic rock stuff. And just started right. almost sort of getting into it very little. Mm-hmm. And I love the new Devil Wars product stuff. And except for their last full album. May right. never be spoken <laughs> of again. <laughs> he who shall um, not be named. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, it's just more different musical tastes come in. Yeah, no, is, for which sure. Which is great. For sure, and I, I think like all of us kind of have a different market on on what applies to us personally and pretty distinct like um, personalities as, as far as our musical taste goes. So it is interesting to see like how those things pair together, especially if there's like very extreme, you know, like, uh, and that that's what I really like doing is to kind of argue through, but then ultimately yeah. to have a good enough friendship where I'm willing to have my mind changed is really cool. So TK, tell us why Meteora is Oh yeah, your favorite album. <laughs> I was, I was literally looking at it like, Oh yeah, your turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Meteora is my number one. I just think it's iconic. Um, not a lot else can be said, but I just think, you know, where I belong is so good. Breaking the habit is so good. Um, yeah, this is an album that I I I think I'm kind of squinting if I say I like Hunting Party, or squinting if I say I like Minutes to Midnight. This is an album I love. I wouldn't say I love any of the other Linkin Park albums. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. this album. So, good job, Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah, good job impressing me. <laughs> you guys did it. <laughs> no, I'm 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 kidding. I I. Do not think highly of my opinion or myself, but I, you know, and, and I, I don't say that to be like, <laughs> yeah, impress me, you know, but like it, it again, like I just don't gravitate towards the sound, but yeah. this album is very, very good. So for some, like it, it's, yeah, I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Childish Gambino Camp. I don't gravitate towards hip hop. Love that album. Mm. Love that album. Also, because the internet is really good. I like because of the internet. Yeah. All right, the last number one album, and my number one was Minutes to Midnight. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of felt like this was sort of like how you were saying, like Meteora was kind of like the like the more produced version of Hybrid Theory. I kind of felt like this was like one more step like that. Um, I just I loved the range of it. Um, See, given up like straight into leave out all the rest was kind of like a great like Lincoln Park mm-hmm. ballad, and then like the audio it's almost like he like leaves the room, walks to a different place, and like then they start playing bleed it out, and just like mm. a huge range mm-hmm. in this album. It's all really well produced. Mm-hmm. What I've done always reminds me of Transformers, which just also makes me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, I just great album. It reminds me a lot of Meteora, and I think mm-hmm. it, the the sound is kind of like the same. It's kind of like, yeah, how how Meteora was kind of like um, Hybrid Theory 2. This seems like Meteora 2 to me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I can totally see that. 
Yeah, super nice. solid. Nice. It's a good trilogy, honestly. I think those first mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Know? Yeah, and those were like really, really tight for me. Like they Same. kept like switching around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like one big, good album. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy. Man, that oh. was a lot of Linkin Park. I mean. To be fair, you've done album bands with way more albums than seven, but still. We did Skillet. <laughs> we had what? Like 11? 10 at the time. Oof. I mean, we did Reliant K, but that was a joy yeah, and a Reliant, pleasure. We like Reliant K. That was a breeze. K. That was yeah. brutal because we it was our top 10 songs. Well, that's the one you did. Our very, oh, first, our very episode first episode of this episode podcast was the, okay. was the discography. Ranking the, yeah. yeah. We should revisit it, though, with good microphones. I would love that. <laughs> the Skillet one? No, no, <laughs> never. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be sick that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember buying Alien <laughs> Youth for a dollar and being disappointed. <laughs> oh man, my dollar! <laughs> Could have gotten a McChicken with that. <laughs> oh, that's really man. funny. For a dollar, uh, yeah, that's, I wouldn't buy that. My my now. random junk drawer has that CD in it. Nice. <laughs> I have uh, I have like a couple skillet and a couple pillar CDs in it. Dude, Whoa. pillar. Do you guys remember pillar? For oh, the yeah, love of the yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, dun, baby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it goes. I just made that sound. <laughs> Also, uh, the electric guitar player Grace always wants us to do Petra stuff. That'd be an interesting band to talk about. Do you guys have you ever listened to much? He Petra? always wants us to do Petra. No, no, no. He wants to play it on stage. Oh, okay. And we did a Petra song once, and we're met with utter silence at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew how yep. to react. <laughs> the old people didn't like the rock and roll. The young people didn't know who Petra was. <laughs> yep. It was yeah. Wait, so there was wait, like one person to... that was really into it, and he was the one playing guitar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> way to aim like right in the middle <laughs> of both of those demographics, <laughs> yep. and to miss both of them. Completely. What was oh, that line so from the good. Houseplant song? He's like, I've never and heard of you... Petra and isn't Megadeth all dead? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of Petra and isn't Megadeth all dead? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Megadeth is horrible as mm-hmm. well. If you're going to go Thrash, just go Anthrax or Slayer, mm. is what I always say. I'm always saying that. Um. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for listening uh, to us, you know, Stack LaCroix cans. Stack LaCroix cans. Hopefully you stacked up your metaphorical LaCroix cans and have a better understanding of uh, maybe uh, Linkin Park's music and where you stand uh, as a person living life on this crazy planet we call Earth. Um, Now, we always end the show with uh, a a warm, encouraging word. Um, Beginning with Tanner, he's going to kind of brought bring us to our end segment so what is something encouraging that you want to pass on one word but it has to be both yeah, warm one, and encouraging one word one word sarsaparilla it's <laughs> warm and encouraging <laughs> i'm trying to relate it to lincoln park <laughs> <laughs> um This is the perfect end segment. <laughs> I can't think Outro of Outro too long. <laughs> Help. <laughs> All right, Nathan. I said it. Uh, sarsaparilla. That's the first word that came to my head, and I'm sticking with it. Jonathan. Hope. 
all I can think about is whiskey. <laughs> Nate. <laughs> That's your word? I guess. Is Nate? Oh, yeah! <laughs> That's my word! Nate wins the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> your word better be me. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, uh, well, that was an interesting end segment. He didn't segment. get to say his word. Okay, Nate, what's your word? Uh, Darjeeling. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> All right. What does that mean? It's a kind of tea. Oh. It's, it's, it's oh. warm. It's kind of, it has a darker flavor to it, so it's got some interestingness to it. Encourages you to go out and seize the day. Mm-hmm. Oh. So my word is Darjeeling. Okay. Loosely translated, it actually means seize the day. Yeah. Loosely in that, like, if you mm-hmm. don't care, you mean, what you translate. Do you mean loose leaf translated? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, hopefully, hopefully your taste in music just got a little more terrible. Every time we take off our headphones, it's like we're, we're stepping off of the moon. Yeah, I know. <laughs>